Welcome to Focused on Franchising, a podcast series written for anyone who has a hankering to one day be their own boss. We are Right at Home UK, a franchise network of more than 60 businesses whose care and companionship services help people live independently in their own homes. And we want to spread the word that franchising offers a fantastic way to reduce the risks of starting your own business. We support our franchise owners to build successful, profitable businesses. And we want to use this series to bust some of the myths around franchising. So sit back, relax and listen to how franchising can be used to turn your dreams into a reality. Okay, so yeah, thank you, Ken. Welcome to uh, today's uh, um, discussion. And first uh, question I'd like to hit you with is uh, why have you chosen to work in the care industry when the skills and the experience that you've developed along your professional career route could have allowed you to work in any? Yeah, uh, thanks, Kate. Well, um, I think most people who've done any research on myself uh, would know that I was a very successful McDonald's franchisee. I won uh, the first McDonald's franchisee to win the BFA Franchisee of the Year, and I won the McDonald's Golden Arches Award, which is um, top 30 franchisees in, in the world. And, you know, McDonald's was a great business. Um, I met you know, made some great friends there, learned so much from them, and it was a super, superb learning curve for me. But, you know, I got to a stage where I really wanted to work in a business that gave a real feel-good factor every day. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I felt contributed to society, and I'm not saying McDonald's does, but, you know, a service that, Every day you are contributing to society and making a difference to someone's life every day. Yeah, it's very tangible in this sector, isn't it? Yeah. And the the care business is is like that. Um, But, you know, the the other thing is, um, you know, it is a business too. And it had to have positive growth opportunities. And the care sector comes full of potential opportunities mm-hmm. for people who want to run a business that makes a difference every day. Yeah. Was there anything particular that brought it onto your radar, the opportunity in the care sector? Um, I don't like going on about um, family uh, things and that, but, you know, um, I do... The staff here know that, um, you know, my, my wife's mother, on and off... Um, had cancer for 20 years and my wife became a virtual carer mm-hmm. we didn't understand that you could pay for her yeah someone to do that um and you know took up a lot of my wife's time and then latterly um, my mother um had a stroke and we saw you know what care was all about then and um it sort, sort of hits home to you then yeah, some quite significant and personal experience. But then. that was very direct. It wasn't like an auntie or a... Yeah, you know, that yeah. was, you know, your direct, right. closest in your people home. in your family. Which has got to be a, a strong motivator as well. That's why I don't really it? like talking about it. Yeah, no, I understand. But that's it. It's obviously does, you know, give you that that light bulb moment almost of hang on a minute you know there's a there's a gap here and the, there's a service that uh, you know that, that that we could do really really well um yeah. well i didn't realize you could actually buy care for yeah. yourself or could have care in your home at that time yeah and you know how things have changed people now understand that 
And that's one of the reasons the industry is growing so much, because people now are aware you can have care in your own home. Must have been. It was that part of the driver. Quite exciting, really, to be in an emerging sector like that, of something where it's uh, it's it's relatively new, but with a lot of potential ahead of it. And uh, well, you know, I I think early on that when you talk to people and you open the business, it was a bit scary because no one understood <laughs> that you could actually you have care in your own home. But now I think most people who look at the care sector, it's the first choice to have the care in their own home rather than. Um, a care home, yes, there'll always be a need for care homes, but you know, your first choice, if you can, is to see out your days or your um, days when you're not well in your own home. Absolutely, it will certainly be my choice. And I know quite a few of my family members have said they're very glad that this is a sector that we uh, yeah. that they now know a lot more about and about. Their, but it uh, is a relatively service isn't it it's only really been the last what 15 years that it's started yeah. to come to the forefront absolutely yeah so yeah. fortuitous timing for uh, for having that yeah. that revelation okay if we look a little bit further back perhaps then into uh, in into your your life in your early years and um, we all know obviously that you're uh, liverpool born and bred mm. um who or what would you say has has helped to shape you into the person that mm. you are today how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, edited answers. I think, um, you know, if I, I look, um, I don't think any single person has shaped me. And, you know, I have looked at everyone, good and bad, over the years. And I've tried to learn from everyone. If the, the biggest influence would be, um, obviously, my mother. Um, that, you know, you get your mother's values of yeah. honesty hard work, you know, um, so her, her ethics. Um, she had you out working quite early on, didn't she? In, uh, yeah. yeah well, you know, if, um, you know, uh, people look and they think, well, you've made a success and it's easy and that. You know, have they worked on the bins? Have they worked as a labourer? Mm-hmm. Have they worked in fields baling hay? as a street sweeper, because I've done all of those, you know. I These know, were all your early jobs, yeah. You know, and it really gets to me when people think that you just got to that position, You're because, right. I, I've, you know, I've, I've been there, done all the hard stuff, and that, you know, that makes you um, appreciate. Yeah, um, yeah. You were the first of your family to go to university, weren't you? Yeah, um, I was lucky enough to be able to go because, uh, you know, the dope. Those days, you you had a, a grant. I think um, I'd have gone anyway, mm-hmm. even though I paid my my own. Um, I'd have, you know the current scheme and followed the current scheme, but um, my mother wanted me to go to u- university, and um, yeah, I was lucky enough to go to university, um, and um, from there, then um, I um, was. A, Got a graduate trainee's job with an FTSE top 30 company and qualified as an accountant. Um, Excellent. And so, um, so, but, you know, there's some key things along the, the way that have sort of defined me. I think um, <laughs> you might laugh at this, but one of them was I was bullied at school. Are you? Because, you know, um, I used to have to walk... Um, home and there was these these older kids who used to because it was brought up polite yeah and you know uh, good manners they used to um you know 
bullies on the way home and I realised one day and they, they took it too far and you know am I proud of it but you know I absolutely launched into the four of them <laughs> and you know they went off running I never saw Bellina and day and again and I realised you know if you stand up for what you believe in yeah so quite an and important that was a, life a lesson. key thing for me for me, you know. Um, How old were you when that was? That was about um, fourteen. You're right. Yeah. You know, and, um, but you know, since then, you know, I've always believed in standing up for what you, you believe in and working hard and yeah, you know, yeah, doing things right. Yeah. Not letting these people who, who you know. No, you've always been. You've always. I'd like to say you have always as somebody who's worked for Ken for like coming on ten years. Yeah. Now I can testify. He has a very strong sense of right or wrong, and um, it's it makes it a positive work environment to be in. But yeah, that's it. You know, you know that you're uh, you're always getting the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But, <laughs> you know, you also asked with many influences. I don't think there's been just one influence. No. people have admired over the time. Um, firstly, I think Bill Shankly, um, mm -hmm. being brought up in Liverpool. Um, why why Shankly? Because of his passion, his raw passion for everything and his belief. It was just infectious. Mm. And you realise that, you know, if you're passionate about something, you can bring people with you. Make it happen, yeah. And then, you know, for a Liverpoolian, you know, I like to be open-minded about people absolutely adore Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> absolutely, you know, anyone who tells me he isn't one of the greatest ever, you know, what I loved his strength of character, his discipline, got results year after year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he knew how to manage people. Yeah. I was just fantastic. The other one for a Liverpool I mean, you know, is... Margaret Thatcher, you know, she got it wrong by, you know, as comments on Liverpool because the people of Liverpool are too strong to sort of be, mm. be um, to to do the things that she like thought. That. Yeah. But um, I thought Margaret Thatcher pulled this country round when it was on its backside. I lived through three day weeks, you know, um, all these kind of things. She brought back the belief that, you know, if you worked hard, you had a bit of an entrepreneurship, you, and would, could, you could make a success. Drive your own success. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and the other thing I know from um, women and my sisters and that kind of thing, she gave belief to women mm. that they could be in the top. And I thought that was fantastic that they could be in top roles. Yeah. yeah and that was great really at that time. That and the fourth one, absolutely, I think is fantastic, Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he, he was so clever, but he brought back equality and, you know, people believing in equality. And, um, you know, I just think... Those four are the people I really admire. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And and obviously, um, some of the you know the, the the many successes that you've had, and inevitably the challenges uh, that you've been through in your career as well, mm. will have helped to shape the way that you've led right at home. Could you talk to us a little bit about some of those key defining 
defining parts of your career for you? For um, you know, I've made mistakes along the way, as it, you know, everyone in business does. And, um, you know, what I have done is um, as soon as somebody made a mistake, you realise you're not going to do it again. Mm. And they're, they're probably better than the, uh, the positives. Um, but, you know, some of the real defining things but for me were um, winning the BFA Franchisee of the Year, mm -hmm. winning McDonald's Golden Arches Award. I didn't realise how important those things would be to me until later. And, you know, going into franchising, it gave me a real head start. Yeah. And when you talk to other franchisees, you know, they respect that. And it's been a real... Um, Help to me. Um, I guess also um, just working with our franchisees and listening to them and talking to them and getting their opinions, you know, really helps grow the business because, you know, we've got so much respect for the guys in, in, the, in our franchise network mm. and it, it is. It is um, one of the key things to our business, listening to our franchisees and trying to work with them. Yeah, I know it's one of the things they say they appreciate most about being in the business. And I guess your experience of being a franchisee and a very successful one for McDonald's has meant that's always been forefront of your mind to uh, to look at things from the franchisee's perspective and think about the type of support that they, that they want and they need. Exactly, because I feel strongly a lot of franchisors might not be a lot, but some franchisors put in systems, put in um, different things within their network because they want them. Mm -hmm. It's not because it'll benefit the franchisees or the franchisees want them. You know, if we're doing something, it has to be to benefit the franchisees and benefit our clients. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, I guess it's fair to say, isn't it, that that, you know, that because that's obviously what shapes our success yeah. as a franchise or is it uh, going to come from, from a network of, uh, you've always said your ultimate goal is, is satisfied and uh, successful franchisees. And, uh, you know, looking at our record on franchisees satisfaction, you know, it's at the absolute top of the industry for the franchise industry. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um. What would you say that you personally value most about the right at home culture and the network that you've built here? I, I just think the togetherness, mm. the support for each other. You know, you, you go to conferences and people that are suppliers genuinely and very genuinely tell us they, there's no way they can equal our, our um, togetherness. And just the feel of everything, you know, the, the, it's, it's just fantastic to be at, at an event where all our franchisees get together. And, you know, what we have got is a, a culture where, you know, us as franchisors go the extra, absolute extra mile for our franchisees. Our franchisees support us as a franchisor. Mm -hmm. Our national office staff support our franchisees all the time, but they support each other, the national office staff all help each other. And you know, very importantly, all our franchisees look after each, each other's other back. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it, it's, a, it's just a very supportive culture and, you know, 
that yeah. goes down to caregivers and everyone. Absolutely, and it's one that you, like you say, hasn't hasn't happened by accident. You've been very directly involved in the the development of that network, don't you? Speak yes. to every new franchisee. Ultimately, at least you know the, the sort of probably half a dozen times at the key points of their evaluation, don't you? Well, you know, I also if there are any issues that affect the franchisee, I think you know they'll get on the phone to me or, yeah. or they'll um, email me. Um, you know, we think it's necessary, and you know, I will get involved firsthand. You know, yeah. you, know you know, they still have access to me whenever they want. You know, and also, you know, Lucy, who is uh, chief operating officer, just goes that extra mile for the franchisees, and they, yeah. they, they, they know that, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was lovely when Lucy's uh, position was announced at conference that she just got very, very oh, uh, huge supportive yeah. response from yeah. across the network, which uh, which yeah, which speaks yeah. volumes. Okay, so maybe the difficult question this one, but why why are you so passionate about right at home about the business the business owners in your network? Yeah, because I, I absolutely believe in franchising. And, you know, to build a business with, as a franchisor, with franchisees, is a dream. And also, it's in a sector that really makes a difference. So, you know, you've got two things. You're going to help support franchisees to be, hopefully, successful business people. Yeah. And some of them have been very, very, very successful. successful. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Which... You, you know, you can't beat that. that. It's just a great, great feeling. But, you know, also to know that you're doing some great service to your clients and mm -hmm. doing some, you know, service that really makes a difference every day. Yeah. It's just, it's just lovely. And, you know, and the other thing is, you know, we, we built this from, you know, well, we, you've been with us virtually the whole time, Kate, you know, one of the early employees from no employees, no clients, you know, to one of the major providers in the UK now. Yeah, yeah, very, must be very satisfying to look back on, definitely. But, you know, we never, never relax because one thing I don't do is look, <laughs> of course look backwards, not. <laughs> it's looking forwards the minute you start patting yourself on the back, that's, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. one lesson we've all learned well. And uh, and how do you see Right at Home changing over the next few years? If we uh, if we sort of uh, look look forward into the future, and how do you see yourself leading that change? Yeah, um, I guess what I didn't do is finish on the, the last uh, part first. I'd like to just say that you know, although we we built this network, you know, you look at it and it's been a network built on trust too. Mm -hmm. And you know what we have got is trust with our clients you know we are the most highly rated yeah. um, home care business 9.8 which clearly beats any of our competitors mm. in, in terms of homecare.co.uk as as a group you know with our staff we have five star employer status and that's important that we you know absolutely look after our staff our outstanding records with the cqc is fantastic mm -hmm. you know um the last 18 months it's i think 41 percent of our offices inspected have re received outstanding which is you know a great 
accolade and you know the number of awards we've we've won is fantastic and two of those key um put awards for us were the bfa young franchise of the year yeah which is a massive accolade and then this year you know Kev and Ami Papat won the BFA franchisee of the year, so back to back, and you know that gives you more satisfaction than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I saw when Almas Almas Adam from Loughton won BFA Young Franchisee of the Year last year, and I think yeah. that's the ha- you know one of the happiest times that I've uh, seen seen you. And then to top that this year with Kevin Ami winning the overall franchisee of the year so first of all they won the customer engagement award didn't they and then they were yes. voted um by all of the the franchisees and franchisors and franchise professionals who were at the bfa awards they were voted the overall franchisee of the year which is the award that you won a number mm-hmm. of years ago and to see that come full circle like that must have just been it's an lovely. immense and, moment and of pride. You know, yeah all the national office staff and all, i believe all our franchisees were genuinely Oh, absolutely! So it was lovely, but yeah. you know, you still haven't totally answered the question you asked, you asked <laughs> before. Um, you asked, "How do you see right at home changing over the next few years? Yes. And how do you see yourself leading that change?" Um, what we've got to do is evolve our model, mm-hmm. and you know, we've now set up our targets for two thousand and twenty-five. We've got to be at the forefront of tech so as tech changes we need to embrace that tech but once it's proven mm-hmm. proven models um, we've also got to evolve our model as the world changes maybe the political landscape changes yeah and different demands of um, clients and consumers we've got to evolve our model and you know we we move nimble, so we will be ready to uh, to do that. And um, so we've got to work with national office team, work with our franchisees to continually evolve our offering. Another key target for us is bigger market penetration. Yeah. You know, we will have more territories yep. as the years go on. And within those territories, we need to have better penetration mm-hmm. within those territories. So we're, you know, serving all around the UK. And where do I, I, I see? Well, you know, myself, I just love the business. I love work. So, you know, I'll be here heading it up. I also have to understand that I've got some very talented people working for me, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, want uh, career progression. But, you know, we can give that career progression, but at the same time, you know, I, I can still be involved heading up this company. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I can't see you. can't ever see you heading off onto the golf course and not looking back over your shoulder. <laughs> Depends how far I've hit the drive. Always in the back of your mind, I'm sure, at the very least. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean... 
when I obviously I, I um, look after franchise recruitment at right at home and so we are always talking to our prospect franchisees and our new franchisees um, about why they why they want to be part of right at home what's motivated and driven them and you're so often cited as an inspiration uh, to the uh, by the franchisees who have you taken your own personal inspiration from in life um I guess no one in particular <laughs> because, you know um, um, Took inspiration from virtually everyone I've met. No one and everyone. Everyone yeah. I've seen, um, you know. But you know, if the, the talk companies, I'd say uh, McDonald's was an inspiration because of their attention to detail and their ability to stay current for so long. Yeah, that's fantastic. Apple for the forward thinking, you know, and Steve Jobs and what, mm-hmm. what he did. There, but you know, um, also you know, take inspiration from our franchisees. You know, franchisees being young, franchisees of the mm. year, franchisee of the year. You know, it's it's lovely to see them being successful, and that and that gives you real inspiration. So I guess I look at everyone and try and get the best and the worst. Yeah, because you you can learn from the worst. Of course. Of yeah, yeah, and. Let's okay. Look, talk outside of the business a bit more now. We've touched upon obviously, you know, uh, um, the uh, your love of football. But uh, tell me a bit more, really, about what you know, what you value outside work, and how you spend your personal time. Well, I think I think you know, um, particularly in the, the the early years, first in, last out was. Um, now you know in Lucy's. I think she beats me sometimes, yep. you know. <laughs> right? uh, but you know, it's she's made a personal goal that I will have a bit more t- yes. more time. So I think I just have a very um, balanced life, um, and one helps that I really love what I do. So mm-hmm. the, the business side of it is not a job; it's yeah. just enjoy what coming into work every day and it's just fantastic so that's balance number one you know I have time with my wife and you know that's important because we've been married 30 years now and um, you know just got to get on great which is really good definitely but, needs to be celebrated yeah and she's <laughs> been a rock for me you know there's no doubt about that um but you know I love the gym, you know that, I'm a yep. fitness fanatic, I love football, um, you know, go to watch football whenever I can, <laughs> Sky, like to play golf, mm-hmm. although I'm pretty average at it, I like golf, I just love sport and I feel we have a really balanced uh, yeah. Well, personally, I think, you know, that's it. We're all, everybody's delighted to see that you are able to, uh, you know, you, you've worked so hard over the years. This is the point in your life where you should be enjoying it. And it's, uh, it, it, it's good to see. But I think you remain extremely inspirational to everybody. And, uh, um, and still, certainly, absolutely nothing gets past you within <laughs> yeah. this business, does it? Well, you know, On what, a it, day it certainly helps having such a great team here. Yeah. National Hoppers. And having such lovely franchisees. Yeah. Because, you know, 
if you didn't have lovely franchisees, your job would be... You wouldn't enjoy coming to work yeah. in the morning, yeah. which are in the same way. No, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Okay, so our final question for today's interview. I think you can tell a lot about a person from their music taste. Uh, so we asked you to name three songs that have been quite special to you through your life, uh, or the three songs that meant a lot to you. I think background is I'm a battler. I've had nothing easy in life. I've uh-huh. had to work damn hard for anything I've had in life. So, um... I think three songs. Um, I guess Space the Gambler, Ke- Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't realise how much a cult song this is, but you know, um, I've heard you know, like university students singing it in the groups and everything. But you know, it's about taking a risk in life, isn't it? Calculated risk. Yeah, and you know, that's. You don't get anywhere in life if you don't. If you don't hold your breath and jump in sometimes, yeah. yeah. So that's. Um, Second one is just uh, makes me near to tears when I hear it. Um, Fields of Atten Rye. You know, it's um, some may say it's a rebel song, but you know, it's about lovely lyrics, fighting for your family and what you believe in. Mm. And it's just, it's just a song that's dear to my heart. Um, third one, I find this hard to talk about, to be honest with you. Um, something inside so strong. Oh yeah, that's a beautiful um, song, isn't it? As well, they really one that seems to have yeah. just followed us in life. And, yeah, thanks, Kate. I could have talked about that subject. It's very dear to my heart for a, a few <laughs> hours, but uh, enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. That was focused on franchising. Thank you for listening. We hope this podcast has got you thinking about how you can achieve your business ambitions. If you would like more information about franchising or have a question about any of the podcast content, then please get in touch through our website, rightathomefranchising.co.uk or you can give catering on 07825 047 344. And don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes.